Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Pedagogy Matters podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to bring before some key topics of conversation in relation to learning and teaching, to discuss, break down aspects of practice and provide snippets, advice and guidance as to how to integrate these into our daily practice. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Martin McGuire, World Skills UK Director for Scotland. We look at the world skills. Martin, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Johnny. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining me this morning. And obviously, it's a topic we spoke about quite a bit, and it's going to be kind of really interesting conversation for others to hear. So, I think we need to kick off. I guess for those movies that aren't aware around what World Skills UK are or kind of what they do, if you don't mind providing a bit of a, a bit of context, we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, World Skills UK is the is the overarching body for um, the countries within the UK to to compete uh, and to be part of the World Skills International Network. Um, part of the the work that World Skills UK engages in is organising um, the regional and the national uh, skills competitions in the UK, um, but we also play a part in um, accessing international best practice as well as the main conjure to, to that World Skills movement. The World Skills UK organisation also um, selects uh, the UK team that will take part in the, the biannual Skills Olympics that takes place every two years and also the Euros that take place uh, each other year. So it's a bit like it's a bit like the football. You've got the Euros one year and the uh, the world's the next. Um, so so that's part and parcel of, of what we do at, at World Skills UK. Also um, since the pandemic, um, we have diversified quite a bit as well around um, because we, primarily because we couldn't stage a, a big national competition in Birmingham as, as we normally do with uh, 70,000 people coming through that over over three days. So we've diversified into looking at more uh, online activity through our careers advocacy and also um, how we deliver our uh, excellence programmes as well. So, so quite a shift. Um, in the last uh, year and a half, but um, I think one that's that, that's been fairly successful as well, Johnny. No, fantastic. That's going to be really interesting, Martin. I think it'd be good to start with, you know, the, the competitions first and foremost. You know, so yeah. obviously I've had experience of this kind of with, with students and with, with kind of teachers and lecturers I've worked with in the past. But in terms of the competitions, can you tell us about, about, about what they are, kind of how many of them are there, what sort of disciplines and kind of what does that mean? Yeah, the, the competitions themselves, there's, um, there's about 60 odd um, vocational areas that, that um, you can compete in and there's frameworks that, that, that sit there um, that are devised uh, at an international level. Um, and what takes place here in the UK is that we have regional competitions um, whereby um, lecturers you know, can enter students into that competition in their, in their chosen vocational uh, area and then if they're successful at a regional level they'll get the opportunity to compete at national and that up until now has, has been been at uh, Birmingham NEC where, where, where students would go down to that event and that's a, that's a fantastic occasion uh, as I said you know there's 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 70 odd thousand people come through that over that three-day period because it also is a, a big careers event as well and young people and their parents would get the opportunity to come through and see skills uh, you know, skills actually in action, if you like, you know. But when you when you arrive there, it's just that whole wow factor of, of seeing such a vast area um, of space, but filled with 
young people delivering uh, skills to, to the very best standard, and whether that's bricklayers or joiners or hairdressers or beauty therapists or CAD engineers or, or whatever, you know, it's just a fantastic um, experience to go there and, and, and just see these really, really high level of, of, of skills taking place and, and young people, you know, participating um, and, and not only competing, but actually showing off the, the skills that they have and the, and the level that, um, that they can work to. So that competition takes place and then young people that um, are successful there get the opportunity to enter into the, the squad um, for the UK team uh, and hopefully they, they make that team and, and go and take part in the international competition. Um, the next international competition is in Shanghai next year and the last one that took place was in 2019 uh, in Kazan in Russia. And I was really lucky to, to get to that. And it, it was a, an incredible experience. Um, just, you know, there, there's plenty of videos on YouTube of it. If anybody gets the chance, I would recommend it to take a look because it, um, not only is it a really fantastic expo of, of skills, but it's just a, a fantastic experience for young people to go there. And, you know, it was in Ruben Kazan, the football team's stadium. That's where the, the opening and closing ceremonies took place. Uh, 40,000 people there, President Putin, the lot, you know, it was just an incredible um, experience, but also I think just a, a celebration of, of skills. Um, so, so yeah, you know, as I say, you know, we have young people from Scotland to start off in their FE college with the lecturer putting them forward for a, a regional competition and all of a sudden, you know, they're you know, they're participating in Kazan um, in, a, in an international competition and coming back, I have to say, with, you know, we had some success there with five members from Scotland as part of the UK team and two of them come back with medallions of excellence, which was incredible. So, so yeah, so that, that's the kind of, that's the format and that's that's the opportunities that are there for, for young people in, in Scotland to take part. No, I think that's fantastic. And and again, for those that want to listen, haven't seen the, the breadth of competitions, the first thing I would suggest to do, we can go and, you know, go and Google and have a look on the World Skills website and it lists all the different competitions there. And as I kind of alluded to at the start, I've had experience um, initially with a fitness trainer competition where we had a finalist go down to the Birmingham NEC. And, and that was just fantastic. They absolutely loved it. And it did wonders for their career. Because obviously yeah. the personal training world, for example, it's all about kind of building your own profile and own confidence and this, 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 this type of aspects. And again, linked to that one, there was a lot of support there for the learners. And then in a the second college, we had a, a, a roofing student who kind of got the gold medal in England. And he went to Kazan, I think, potentially as well. You know, so anyway, it's a fantastic experience for students to get involved with, and involved with rather. And often, I guess from my own experience, other lecturers was out to the sports department think, well, actually, how do I celebrate my students? How do I provide some competition for my students? Well, this is a ready-made example of where, where, where that can be provided. You know, so it's a fantastic opportunity. And I think the key bit you mentioned is skills development. Yeah. You know, through the pandemic and post-pandemic, you know, there's a lot of the narrative is around, well, the future of our kind of economy is built upon skills. Yeah. You know, it would be fair to say there's some kind of, this is just what we do as lecturers anyway. You know, we develop the skills of our students in their vocation to help them progress the industry. But this is really an opportunity to to give students that opportunity to develop their skills and compete against other people within their discipline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, the competition is a means to an end. It is about raising the profile, but also about allowing young people to, 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 to develop their skill and to try and 
uh, be the best that they can be in that in that skill. And and if we can if we can um, you know permeate permeate that across the organisation, then that that's a really good thing as well. Um, you know some people are, are a bit reluctant to go into competition, and for some people it's just not for them at all, and that, that that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, however. What we've found, um, and I'm talking about from my own college experience, is that when you do have um, lecturers, for instance, who are involved uh, in whether it be regional or national competitions, what they can bring back to the college um, to, to then spread with their peers is fantastic as well, because they're getting that opportunity to work with people out with their organisation, to, to see the best practice that's there, to learn from them, to understand what are the latest techniques uh, in, in the chosen vocational area that, that they're working in, what industry wants, um, and, to, and to bring that back into the college is a fantastic uh, advantage as well from, from taking part in these, these competitions. And again, from a personal development perspective for lecturers, that's really good as well because it, it, it means that they're at the top of their game, it means that they're, they're working with the very, very best in their field. And that knowledge and understanding that they get, uh, they can bring back to their to their own workshop or classroom environment. So, so there is a there is a kind of win win for everyone there. And I also think that 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 you know, it's good for the college. You know, if the college, you know, is working at a particular level with you know within a, a skills discipline, then industry recognises that. Local industry recognises that. And and there are there, there are spin offs for the college as well. If, if they're working to those standards and that's recognised because of the, the partnerships that they can then engage in with industry. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't see any negatives in it, I have to yeah. say, Johnny, you know. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. That, and a, a phrase which I've, you know, came across throughout my career in colleges and I, I kind of overuse consciously is that good daily practice. And everything you've just said there comes back to that, you know. So, so naturally, you know, and this happens without the competitions as well, but it, it's yeah. a useful tool to, to develop that awareness and breadth. And I know we've kind of alluded to earlier in terms of world skills, international, looking at international standards, benchmarking, sharing best practice and elements like that there as well. Whereas yeah. actually, if we collectively across colleges and workforce can continue to, to always strive to be better and kind of making sure that the skills develop, we, we instill within our learners and within our, our daily practice, is to a certain standard, then that will only benefit ourselves, our students, our industry, and our, our kind of relationships. Would that be fair yeah. to say that as well? I agree. And um, one of the um, the things that 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 really um, encouraged me to get involved more with the World Skills movement was the fact that um, we were talking about these sixty odd um, vocational areas that, that they currently work in. Um, the frameworks, the occupational standards and the frameworks for those areas are refreshed and updated on a, a two-year basis. And what happens is that when these world competitions take place, once the competition's over, the experts stay on. Yeah. And, and they get together and they look at the framework and they look at what's currently happening worldwide in that particular discipline and they update and they refresh. And they do that in conjunction with international standards, but also with the industry input as well. And once those are agreed, then they're disseminated across those countries again for people to use. And to me, that that is such an important facet of world skills international, because 
it means that, that if our young people are, are working to those standards, then they're working to the most up-to-date standards in their area that they possibly can be. And I think that's really, really important for, for us here in Scotland, not only for, for our education purposes, but for our economy as well, to ensure that, that, that we know that, that, that the programmes that we're working in are, are, are the most up-to-date they can be. Um, you know, if, if somebody said, why don't we get experts together in a particular field to look at an end of you would say that's a great idea. Well, it's actually happening. It happens through through world skills. Um, and, and for me, that was one of the big draws there, is that we get we get to that table, which is really important. Um, in, in Shanghai, next year, the chief expert for um, CAD CAM will be one of our, our, our lecturers here in Scotland, Barry Skia. Um, who's head of engineering at New College Lanarkshire, and and that's a fantastic accolade. You know, Barry's been working with World Skills, going to competitions for years, and being part of that as a as a, a skills coach, as an assistant training manager, and training manager. But he is now the chief expert uh, for for CAD CAM engineering, and he'll sit there. He'll you know with his peers uh, and be part of that process of of developing the, the CAD standards worldwide. And, but he'll bring that knowledge and understanding back here to Scotland and into his own college and into the into the you know the classroom and all his students will get the benefit of that. So we need more people that get the opportunity to do that. I think in Scotland. So so again, a, you know, a, a real kind of side benefit, if you like, of of being involved in in, in the world skills movement. Yeah, no, no, that, that's fantastic, and you're absolutely right in terms of Barry, in terms of his, his expert status and. And the ripple effect that'll have in terms of his curriculum design, the kind of colleagues that he works with, but also any kind of external groups he works with. And that kind of takes my, my next question. You know, so for those that either aren't currently involved and want to be, or kind of want to be aware of the developments across those different competitions, how would they find out about this? You know, so I'm thinking of an average lecturer within um, one of the colleges who's interested in, in, in one of the competitions is on the website. Does the website have that sort of information in terms of the skills being developed and the standards expectations? Yeah. Yeah, there's, 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 if you go into the World Skills UK website, you'll see, you know, how to, to get involved. There's a whole, there's a whole range of, of um, packages and information there that can be downloaded as, as to how to do it. But, but, but 19 colleges in Scotland currently take part in World Skills. So, so there's someone in your college that, that at the moment will be, will be doing that. So I would, you know, and, and if there isn't, then you know, contact me. I'm, I'm happy for people to do that as well. But but the vast majority of colleges in Scotland have someone there who who is actively um, taking part in, in, in World Skills activity at the moment. No, that's fantastic. And that takes me to the next bit is for some of the kind of vocational areas where there's no competitions, actually there's still a lot of information on the World Skills Hub and on the website, which actually comes back to development of general skills and in yeah. is, is that fair to say there as well? Uh, absolutely, because a lot of the um that will maybe touch on um, some of the, the discussion around the, the, the centre of excellence. Is that um, <clears throat> a lot of the skills that that, that, uh, that practitioners um, learn and use um, when they're training uh, youngsters for competition can be they're, they're generic. It can be used across subject areas, whether you're, you're in competition or not. You know that continuous improvement, that that reflection on you know what you do in the classroom and, and understanding what excellence looks like. All of that, you know, can be applied regardless of, of, of whether you're taking a student to a particular competition or not. And again, I think that's that's what the, the you know the World Skills activity brings 
friends back. There was there was research conducted uh, probably about two years ago now by the scope unit at the University of Oxford, and what what they concluded was that the that the, the processes and the techniques that the training managers employ in, in in getting young people prepared for for competition, a lot of them could actually be mainstreamed into day to day curriculum activity and teaching practice, and that's around. You know how do you understand what excellence looks like? How you engage in the very best standards? What, what what your practice is about? You know how you can how you look at continually improving um, what you're doing. Not just about competence, not just about passing a module to say that you've you know you've achieved that, but how do you actually look at what what is the very best skill level for that? And how do you refine continually refine? How do you assess? How do you reflect? How do you feed back to students? And how do you continually practice and improve and improve and improve? Because as, as we know, it doesn't matter if you're a footballer you're a, or a tennis player or a hairdresser or a plumber or a joiner, you need to practice those skills to become really, really, really good at them and become excellent. So it's, it's about all of that. It, you know, it, it isn't just about competition. It's about that mindset and those processes as well. And that's what the Centre of Excellence is about now. Um, on the back of that uh, research that was conducted, um, NCFE, the, the um, awarding body, uh, put some sponsorship money up for World Skills to put in place a pilot program, a three-year pilot program, um, looking at a centre of excellence across the UK. Um, and there were 20, 20 colleges um, in the first year were, were allowed to be part of that. 50-odd um, across Scotland applied. and. Two from from Scotland were successful, and another one that has now been admitted into the the second year of it. Um, and what that involves is that 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 staff, five staff from each of those colleges, will um, be exposed and be taken through um, the centre of excellence process around how staff would engage and think about um, that continuous improvement process, and looking at um, you know pressure testing within their own classroom, looking at um, how they would they, they, they would look at maybe lean processes within within how they work, you know, how they can continually improve so that students are thinking about excellence, how they reflect on their own performance as far as, you know, what it is they're producing. Um, and that is starting to show real benefit now, Johnny, you know, that's the first year completed. Um, and the feedback centre that we've got is that the, the colleges are finding this of value. The idea then would be that the, those five members of staff that have gone through the first year would then cascade that with another five members of staff each in the second year of the programme in their own college. But but but, but what I'm now hearing and, and seeing is that, that some colleges are, are taking this even further and from their own um, initiative. In fact, one college uh, in England will put 150 staff through second year. Um, you know, they'll, they'll fund that and, and and facilitate that themselves. So they've obviously seen a, an immediate benefit in it. Um, so, so, so this whole idea now is starting to gather some momentum around how we how we look at best practice and how we try and embed those skills and techniques in in, in our day to day teaching processes. No, I think that's really interesting. You know, kind of really interesting. And and going back to elements of you know simple skills development. You know, I've had many, many conversations in years where I've kind of worked with lecturers from a learning and teaching perspective around how how to kind of make it stick, you know, so to speak, in terms of that kind of ownership. I'm a big believer in, 
know, taking students on that journey with you and kind of giving them that ownership and, and the opportunities to really monitor their own skills development. And But they need to be taught that is a key, but they need to be taught the kind of processes and going back to the website and skills. So there's a lot of different things on there for one would say is for kind of for lectures involved both in world skills and not in world skills yeah. to look at that and there's some, some real transferable approaches and skill sets and mindsets and approaches said approaches again now um to be utilized within daily practice and, and i think that, that for me that's the key shift yet it's not about that one-off competition it's not about that's fantastic for that one-off student or the, the top three students who get to go there but actually what about the rest of the cohort well actually if teaching practice develops the mindset the skills the attitudes and the behaviors within the students fantastic that's for me what world skills is all about in the the one student going to competition or or kind of representing the college at the national competition is, is i'm going to say the cherry on top of the cake but it's actually it's that yeah it's like a pyramid you're absolutely right you know the, the, those that go to competition and and become elite um fine they're they're at the you know the peak of the pyramid and, and some of these are more interested in that volume at the base of the pyramid who are who are getting the opportunity, who might never go to competition, but are getting that opportunity to, to work to these standards and, and improve, continually improve, you know, the, the, the process and, and the product, if you like. No, you're absolutely right. I'm boring people now, but I've seen that first time twice with the two examples of, you see the fitness trainer competition. I know exactly what you mean. We had, say, a court of 25. 20 of them were in wrestling competition. 20 of them didn't want to do it. You know, it just wasn't them. But the difference is, their daily lessons were still kind of focused yeah. on these standards and skills and expectations and drawing in the benchmark and the best practice that that would derive from some of the competitions. And that for me is the important bit. It's that shift in, in, in kind of teaching and lecturing. But the key bit is it's the links to industry and, and the awareness about being current and relevant because ultimately that helps the students progress into industry at a certain skill and a certain standard. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And just touch upon that, you kind of mentioned about the Centre of Excellence and kind of how that's worked. I guess the, the real question now is some people think the kind of more uh, advanced individuals, the kind of more experienced of, of world skills is, right, great, we've done that. What next? You know, what is next for, for Scotland? Or what are your hopes or what is the future for Scotland and kind of your beliefs? Yeah, I mean, we're in a, we're in a, a, a time at the moment where there's, there's a fair amount of reviews going on. We've got the, the, we've got the Scottish Funding Council review and I was really pleased that, that, that one of the recommendations for the Scottish Government was around world skills um, and how you know they should look to explore um, a, you know a relationship with world skills that, that, that aligns with ambitions here in Scotland. Um, and also within that recommendation there was a, a recognition that it wasn't just about competition, it was about much more than that. It was about international standards and benchmarking and all of that. So so for me, that was really good. Um, and in response to that, um, the Scottish Government uh, the week before last published a response and they said that they were sympathetic to that and they would look to, to explore that further. So I think these are really, really key, important developments. Alongside that, um, the College Principals in Scotland have endorsed a paper that I put to them a few weeks back as well. Um, and within that paper, I was looking for a uh, an infrastructure in Scotland, which would, which would effectively put a, 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 a centre of excellence for Scotland in place, and that every college in Scotland could access that if they wanted to, could access that. Now that will require funding. It will require you know people to, to be employed to to deliver those you know the, the skills coaches or whatever. 
But I really believe that, um, you know, Scotland needs that infrastructure on its own. You know, we do very, very well at World Skills competitions. The, you know, the, for the last, you know, since 2013, a college from Scotland has been number one in the UK at the, at the UK competition, and that's fantastic. So we do have that um, really good infrastructure as far as what happens in colleges at the minute and how we can we can um, we can you know get our students to that national level. What I really want to see is that as we take our place at that international seat and bring back that that best practice and allow allow staff in our colleges to experience and get the opportunity to 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 develop excellence. Now at the minute there's only three colleges in Scotland are part of that process. I would like to see every college in Scotland getting the opportunity to be part of that process. And then ultimately all staff in Scotland, if they want, you know, to understand and uh, you know what the processes, the techniques are and get the get that opportunity to to improve, you know, their own performance as well. So so for me that that that, that is something that I would dearly love to see for Scotland uh, in the future. And I think it's I think it's something that, that that not only would be good for our FE sector, but also I think for our working with industry and improving productivity because at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's all about how we can provide skilled a skilled workforce that's at the very, very best it can be to, to improve the productivity of the of the country. That that that's the whole reason why we fund you know, um, skills and skills development is to, is to make that contribution. No, I think that's all, uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And you're absolutely right with that final sentence there. We'll touch upon this at the very start in terms of every conversation you have about the kind of future of the economy and the sector is, is skills-based. And like I say, this is just an opportunity for, for lecturers, for students to have a greater awareness, first and foremost, around skills requirements, secondly, develop them. Then thirdly, where there is a competition for them to challenge their skills against other people in their discipline, you know. So I, I, I totally agree. It's really interesting, and as you alluded to, also towards the end, this isn't new for some colleges in Scotland. Like so, colleges in Scotland have done fantastically well at quite a lot of these competitions for for a period of, of years. It's how can we disseminate this further, you know, and have that ripple effect both internal within college but also across the, the wider Scottish sector. That's some of the elements of learning can just become part of daily practice you know and not just within those isolated areas where those individuals are, are kind of participating and doing fantastically well in competitions is helping we support that further to improve no i think that's fantastic and i think yeah it's gonna be a really interesting next six or 12 months because you mentioned all those different conversations that are going on as well as the different opportunities that are out there and for, like I say, from my experience in england world skills wasn't really a big thing it then came about and it really picked up some traction and picked up some pace and then obviously COVID came in and, and impacted that to a degree in terms of the face-to-face -face competitions and as you mentioned the, the big event at the kind of Birmingham NEC but it's also given probably an opportunity to think and reflect and, and actually where can we go further and really develop the, the kind of the skills and opportunities and kind of broaden those out and as yeah. you mentioned there with, with the engagement and involvement from NCFE who are a big awarding organisation in England that's a positive there as well because they've recognised that and they're a big believer in uh, development of technical skills yeah which is fantastic so no really interesting conversation martin so i think just to close it off i guess it'd be useful for any kind of final words or top tips for people are thinking right interested what next what do i do now what, what are your thoughts or ideas there as i said if anybody's interested um you know they can get in touch with me they can as i say there'll be someone in their college probably who's 
involved at the moment and there's loads of information available on the, the World Skills UK website as well. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, it's 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 one of these um it's one of these um participations that it hooks you. You know, once you're in there, you know, if you if, if you speak to um staff that get involved, you know, they, they just you know there are just so many benefits of of, of, of being involved because you're working not only with peers in, in your own organisation or in your discipline in Scotland, but you get that opportunity to work with with people from an international perspective. And that's been one of the good things that, that that's come out of the pandemic is that the whole virtual opportunity to to engage. You know, I've had the opportunity to to chair best practice events over the last year and various disciplines and some that I had no understanding or knowledge of at all. Um, but what was great was that there were practitioners from across the world that were taking part and they were sharing their their expertise and, and how they developed the skill in that particular subject and what the issues were and what the problems they were finding in their own colleges or training organisations and what the solutions were as well. So there was great there was great knowledge sharing um, across that as well. And I think you know when you get practitioners in a particular subject coming together, um, it's fantastic. Um, and then a lot of the issues are the same, but the solutions at times are different, and it's how you can share that, and and that's for the greater benefit of of everyone. So yeah, I would I would encourage anybody to to get involved in in world skills. That's fantastic. And again, that's a really interesting point around. Yeah, we it's kind of it's free professional learning, you know, without yeah. doing it because of something you are actively engaging and you want to develop better. But like I said, there's a there's a whole host of opportunities to do that there as well. Well, no, that's fantastic. Well, Mark, thank you very much for your time. It's a really really interesting. It's kind of getting a nice snapshot into world skills, um, at kind of different levels there as well. But yeah, I'd wholly recommend kind of on the website. There's some really interesting resources there. It's it's all free, which is probably the most important bit there as well. Well, no, fantastic, Mark. Thank you. Pleasure. Cheers, Joey. Bye.